In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Well, we got at least two of the four, right, Ronnie? Ron Thomas is with me in the Mobile Strike Studio in Myrtle Beach, North Carolina, South Carolina, excuse me, for the 20th annual Malcolm McLeod Memorial Golf Tournament. And in the van with us today for a very special edition is the man we like to call the sheriff, Jeff Sheehan. The guy we met when he was the head pro at Renditions Golf Club in Davidsonville, Maryland. Yep. The golf course had just turned 20 years old. Captain Sheehan now lives in the great state of Texas. It's great to have you back, Sheriff. Good to be back with Little my golf clap for you right the there. Boys. And we got my man Hatch with us as well. Good morning, Hatch. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> Good. What a motley crew we got here. Huh? Oh, yes, we 24 do. 24 strong upstairs there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it is. You've been with us how many years on the trip now? Probably... 15? 15. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Good stuff. Ronnie? Two, two of my favorite people in the world. You, of course, are one of my favorites oh, yeah. also. But these two guys oh, right here, the salt of the earth. Just uh, fun to play with. I, I, and Hatcher I, is always fun to play with. You're great to play with. Sheehan, you stopped playing how many years ago? Oh, my gosh. They didn't have uh, graphite shafts when I quit playing. They still had <laughs> I mean, he, it's been so long, he calls a rangefinder a 15th club. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you and think he, it's cheating, huh? And, yeah. yeah. And he, also said, you use. And he so, also said there's no way he's going to take one of these new drops, you know, where he squats well, down. Down to the knee, the squatting yeah, the knee <laughs> You think it's unseemly of a professional? I'm over the shoulder. <laughs> well, then you're going to get a much worse lie. Because I'm telling you, Sheehan, the knee drop is almost like cheating. You find a nice little patch of grass, right? Hatcher. That's right. And you get a real low to the ground that's, and you go pink. That's right. Steve. Rule one, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's, that's right. right. They're making it easier. <laughs> Leave the flag sticks in now too, don't you? And tap I, down ball marks. Yes. Now, oh the flag stick thing is interesting. Does anyone here still keep them in? Oh, I do. I do I too. I put with it in. Yeah. yeah. Do you I think do. it helps? I think it does. It gives me a better uh, sight Okay. to see the stick there. I think the science is undetermined. Honestly, and there have been nerds who have really done the deep dive, and they've rolled balls sheen at it from all these different angles. And they're like, "Wow, we count it." As soon as mine hits dead center and bounces off that stick and doesn't go in the hole, that stick is gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know something about Jeff that people need to know is Jeff is as old school PGA as it comes. He worked at Crofton Country Club. He grew up in Crofton. Uh, his brother, Andy, a uh, long time involved in the golf business, used to be the superintendent over, over at Oak Creek. But Jeff uh, worked for Bill Sporey at uh, Crofton, who is an absolute legend. He's a Mid-Atlantic PGA Hall of Fame member. I think Bill's might have even played in a couple U.S. Opens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. But uh, something about Jeff that people need to know, because a lot of people in the area that are listening to this show know, gol- know Rendition's golf course very well. Jeff wasn't only the head pro, he was one of the founding owners. And uh, Jeff, 20 years it's been. That's where I met you. I went to work there. 
uh, as uh, I was a little down on my luck, and Jeff hired me as a um, to work outside in the carts. Is that and right? It, yeah, yeah, and I put on my knickers. Yeah, and I put on my my uh, hat, you know, my Ben Hogan type hat. And he had a we had a theme there. It was customer service from the moment you pulled in the parking lot. And Jeff, uh, and then I'll stop after this. But Jeff was the guy that not only was he making sure that outdoors was running smoothly, that the golf course was in good shape, that the golf carts were clean. But he also would walk through the restaurant and he would, if there was a light bulb that was out or if there was dust around one of the light bulb fixtures, he was there and he saw everything. And my wife, Leanne, worked for Jeff, his first uh, executive chef at the age of 21. They hired her. And she still to this day, Jeff, claims that her knowledge uh, from the restaurant business and her attention to detail came from you and Tom. Well, we had a great time out there. We... A couple partners and I quit our quit our real jobs. We said we can go build a replica golf course, and we wanted to do it in the Baltimore, Washington, Annapolis area. And I grew up there, so we found that uh, old sand and gravel pit, uh, the old Cheney sand and gravel pit, needed to do a reclamation, and we came in with a golf course. And we we copied holes from all four of the major championships. And in 2000, I moved up there. And in 2002, we opened the golf course. 20 years ago, yesterday. It was wow. Yeah. How is it that's now? How, I haven't been there in, a, in forever. Is the it? trees that were twigs are now real trees. And, and where did you find yeah. those trees, Jeff? Uh, we, anywhere that they would be plucked. <laughs> they great. We'd go out in the woods and yeah. find we go out a in the woods. We hired, it was the wintertime. So we hired these two guys from, uh, from uh, North Dakota. They had a Two tree spades, fifty dollars a dig. They said, and we just had him go out into the just woods, go dig them, <laughs> dig them up, and just place them everywhere. And no, wait, did you like, did you own those trees? <laughs> well, come on, we're not telling, kissing, and telling. <laughs> I hope they were within the boundaries of your property. Now they're specimen trees, and they and they make the holes what they're they do to be. The holes were really. I bet Amen good. Corner yeah. is lovely yeah, now. It's great because that great. really requires yeah. a lot of big trees around the corner. Well, yeah. let's dig into this since we're on the topic. How what was I mean, legal process, how do you go about replicating these holes? I had done some replica golf courses down in Texas, and we got sued by the big guys. And then went through the appellate court, went all the way to the Supreme Court. You can copy a hole, but you have to reference the hole. And we, we, and we said that we're not sponsored by, affiliated with. This is a replica of Augusta 11, huh. 12, 13. Really? So if you disclaimed it, you could do it. So that is when we said, okay, the, the rules are out there. Let's go do some more replica golf courses. And How we, many of these are there out there? Oh, there's probably six or eight around the country. The two two that were very successful down in Texas called Tour 18, and I was their director of golf. We got those open, and then we spun off and did renditions. The problem in Maryland is you can't play as many rounds as you can in Texas. You know, you're not playing year-round. So we, we were always very successful at renditions, but we just couldn't burn and turn and gin the number of rounds. And yep. But we loved it up there. Annapolis area is a great area, and just a lot of memories, a lot of good memories. Does, does anybody own any now proprietary angle on replica courses? Has um, somebody swooped in to try to get their arms around I it? I don't know. It's no, literally, I mean, it's, literally it's, anyone can do it. But the trick is it's hard, right, to pull off. Jeff, and then secondly, I bet it becomes a novelty course where – it's hard to get a base of people who play there every week, right? It, you get pure beginners because they want to play the Augusta holes. They want to play their sawgrass hole. They want to play their replica holes. And so pace of play was always an issue. And then the demand to play in Tetons, it was, it was a good problem to have, right? You just had to manage it. But 
we took it a step farther when we replicated the golf holes. We would actually fly the existing facilities and get the topographical data, and we would overlay it on top of our base map of, of the site we had. Now, that was 25 years ago when AutoCAD was in its infancy. Now it's very commonly done. Do you know what they're doing now, Sheehan? You probably do. You know what they're doing. The they're drones? using No, they're using... Uh, GPS-driven bulldozers. Oh, yeah, that's oh. been going. Yeah, you, you program it. In theory, you would program that dozer, and it would pick up and drop the dirt exactly where it needs to be. To without make, an operator without, on it. Without an operator on it. Oh, yeah. That's been going they're, on for a while. Uh, going yeah. on for a while? Yeah, it has. That is relatively new. But but the problem with the rep, you can't bring in the oceans, and you can't. It, you have to move a lot of dirt to make those golf courses happen. But in the two-dimensional from the air, you would think those were exact replicas of the right. they are. Yeah. The so, dirt can be moved. Right. The, the water features can be right. built. The trees are the trickiest right. thing because, you know, that takes well, 30, you, you 20. You plant them, and you, you go by, you know, you have aerials of the actual holes. But, you Number, know, Augustus trees are 50 years old. We're well, planting saplings, and now they're 50. Yes, they are. Every time I'm out there, I send pictures to Jeff, yeah, and uh, right. just so he can see it. I gotta but go out there, Ronnie. Let's it's, go out it's, there, man. It's you know, that, you held you held Potomac Cup we qualifiers did. for us, and they were a great time. And, and, and I got a story. That's how I met Steve Zabin. Yes, he was on the air, and he was he had some one of his cockamamie contests. Would you rather stay the night in the crow's nest, or oh, play a good or play Pebble Beach? If that's the only round, last round of golf you could play. So you know, he went on the air, and people were calling in and. I said, i got to call this guy. I said, what if you could play Amen Corner in the Washington, D.C. metro area every day? And he says, what are you talking about? I said, I'm, I'm sitting on the 11th hole right now of Augusta, a replica that's being built in your backyard. He knew nothing about it, right? So that's how Steve and I met, and we spun off and did the Potomac Cup that year. With 24 guys, listeners, we met in the parking lot at Wintergreen. Nobody knew 11 anybody. days, Hatcher, yeah. after 9-11. Yeah. People drove from all over the country because flights were down. Yeah. And it was like, well, we're going to – we got the tea times. Yeah. It, nobody would – you know, the mood was weird because the whole world was in shock. But once we got to playing, it was very therapeutic. It was yeah. great to get away for those three days. And from that group, there's still guys on this golf trip that were, were in, that, in that group. They were complete strangers, and now we've been friends <laughs> yep. for 20 years. And that you know they're great. quality people because, one, as we've mentioned uh, many times, Steve, we've had no <clears throat> incidents, uh, no yeah, rests. Yeah, no, ra- no Nobody's arrests. Nobody's died on the trip Nobody's. Either. I was going to no say fights. that. Well, that's no no fights. fights. No fights. <laughs> right. No. Which is hard to believe. We've been kicked out of that's a few true. places, but. Right. <laughs> yeah. but or asked to leave. Let's put it that way. But a few individuals. But it, for those listening, you know, you, you listen to Steve probably every day or at least his podcast, the Zabecast, but there, he's as good at leading a group of people uh, and organizing as you might imagine. It's remarkable what he does every year. And, uh, I've mellowed out a lot. Have you noticed that? Do you remember what a maniac she and I used to be? Oh, yeah. What a psychopath. <laughs> Hatcher, know, you yes. may, do you remember what a psychopath? Everything had to be perfect. I lost, if it wasn't I lost perfect, the, I'd go nuts on people. I lost oh, yeah. the pairings one time at Nimicolin, and I oh, thought boy. World War Three was a good <laughs> And that was a great event. I mean, we had... We had it was a five star event. Zabin took the Potomac Cup from a bunch of Yahoos meeting in the parking lot to a, a world class. It got it really real. Was. It, it was got good. real peak it with a good. dinner. Yeah, dinner with coat and tie. But then, but he the went problem, the top when he invited the wives. That's where he. That's well, where and that, was that, was that was it. That was a colon. But here's yeah. the thing, it got so good and so high, the level of people didn't rise yeah. to meet it. Yeah. 
So it attracted some yahoos who thought it was just a weekend beer trip and treated it as such, and that was the disconnect. And that sort of bummed it out for me because I'm like, I went, I broke my back to deliver this, and you guys are being jackasses. We took, well, they that, took the barbecue circuit to Nemecal on Five Star Resort, and that kind of clashed a little bit. It <laughs> did, but it was, but that was the year you you were considering maybe the next year doing all scratch players. And that I was know, a, but remember what happened at Nemecal, and this was an is an example. You know, the, the rules were when you're near the they have a little zoo there, and they have a high fence. And the exotic are, animals. Yeah, yeah, it's exotic am- don't animals. Feed the don't animals. feed the animals. And we look over, and Team Virginia Hatch is throwing cheeseburgers from McDonald's leftover food, leftover yeah. food over to the, you know, to the alpaca yeah. or whatever. the course the next morning, and we have a letter from the director of golf and general manager, yes. outlining all the ways Would our you all be available for lunch today. Oh, yeah. no. off, we, off campus, and we, well, we had to hear from them, and they're like this, 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 and this, and I was mortified and. Honestly, I didn't set the right tone either. I also was treating it a bit more like some of the older trips. And so, whatever. But and that's neither here nor there. There is a golf boom going on right now, yeah. Mr. Sheehan. You're not involved in golf anymore. You do land development in Texas. By the way, do you miss the business? Golf no. business? Because it's hard. I don't it's want to work seven days a week. Seven days a holidays, week. Holidays, weekends. Right. And put up with people like Hatcher every day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Hatcher and me. least your problem. And me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's nah. the thing. There's a golf boom going on right now, and I got this text, Sheehan, from a guy who uh, was kind enough to take me out to Congressional. Ah. He belongs to several other very nice clubs in Florida. Get this. He says, here's a topic, Zabe, for the golf show. There is a battle brewing now between owners versus members of equity high-end private clubs. And I'm like, what do you mean, battle? He says, I'm told the Die Preserve and possibly MacArthur in Jupiter, Florida. Do you know any of those places? They sound nice. Hatch, you know Florida a bit. Hatch I know MacArthur, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a word that they are returning members' initiation fees and asking them to reapply uh, at $300,000 plus. Inflation. Plus. And just go ahead and throw in the Eric Trump line. So, so yeah, so he said, I'm at Trump Jupiter, where there's a posted invitation fee of now $350,000. And I've heard conversations in which Eric has said, which six members should we kick out to bring in $2 million in new improvements? Yeah. So this is crazy. In equity, old-line country clubs, you pay an initiation fee, and it's equity in the club. And then, I guess, if the bylaws say so, they can buy you back out at some point and say you're out, but you can buy back in, which has never been heard of because those kind of clubs were dying, Sheehan. Right. They were supposedly dinosaurs. It was all going the club corp way, which is more courses, more corporate stuff, et cetera. High-end daily fee is where it went. Does that shock you? Does it shock you that this is happening right now? I mean, it's just generation after generation, those old blue blood clubs, the members are old. They don't support it. They don't play. And you got people standing in line with a lot of money. That want want in. Want to be in a prestigious club like that. And they're able to make capital improvements with that kind of money, too. Look at the condition of these golf courses. Look at the golf courses and the facilities. Are Some of the older but, dudes yeah. never want to change the carpet. I always hear uh, that from uh, private club members. They're like, we put a vote up to change the carpet, and the old dudes are like, I don't want to. Yeah, Hatch, yeah. you were telling me, you were we, we were talking about the Jupiter area. You said you even went on and looked at the map and uh, said that these clubs are what, right down the street from Tiger's Place? Right. So the clubs are relatively close. So you have uh, Michael Jordan's club. Uh, golf course. It's a, on a little bit of the outskirts. 
Then you have the Medalist Club. Then Michael you have Jordan's McCart- club is XXIII, 23 Roman yes. numerals. Yeah, and it's numbers. in that Jupiter area, but it's a little outside of the rest of the clubs it's that are also, closer to the water. It's also so, in a flat, treeless area, so it's a piece of land that's, that's not That's how he got impressive. the land. Yeah, yeah that's how he got the land. But it's a hell so, of a course on that flat piece of land. And, and the PGA pros play these courses. The Medalists, they play Jordan's course. They play the other Jupiter course. And then there's a restaurant that they all go to. Is it the woods? Is it? Well, Jordan? Tiger has Tigers? his, okay. and then there's another restaurant owned by this uh, private equity guy. Equity yeah. guy. And then what he did was he he made memberships, and all the memberships are owned by the PGA pros, where they go upstairs. Oh. Yeah. And then they're so. they're allowed to go upstairs, have dinner up there. No one, you have to be a member to get up there. Wow. So Brooks Kepka, DJ, all those guys are members of that of that club, the upstairs part of the. Of the restaurant. I just think there's more people, Ronnie, with more money now chasing things. That is putting pressure all the way down the line. It's hard to get a time in Vegas nowadays for a reasonable amount. $200 plus plus because people have more money. Shadow Creek used to be, when I played Shadow Creek the year it opened, they were... They had two foursomes a day, yep. maybe one foursome, but now our you, group, it's hard to get on it. Our group played it for 500 Sheehan, about five years ago. Now it's a, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I never pay for nothing. Yep. And it was so good, we went back the next year for 600 because mm-hmm. they were starting to inch it up. Now it's 1000 and I'm like, man, well, I ain't I ain't I paying know. that for that. <laughs> I agree. You talk about a golf course that was fabricated. You look at that site when they started. It was a flat square yeah. on, on the desert. In the desert. They dug down. They dug down. They brought in all these trees. 12,000 pine trees. You think you were in Colorado when you go play that oh, golf it's, course. Oh, yeah, it's It's amazing. phenomenal. Yeah. So – so anyway, so, hold on. I so we're, we're in a, a golf boom right now, and yeah. I want Jeff's thoughts on the golf boom, but you go ahead. I, I just want to ask And then him, we got to wrap well, Houston, this segment. Houston we'll has back. more golf courses than any anywhere per capita in the country. Not Michigan. Uh, no, per capita. Think of Oh, no, I know what you're saying. So per capita. What about capita. champions? What What is the golf scene like in Houston, Texas? Well, we actually built too many golf courses in Houston. So a lot of the high-end daily fees, that was the model. 25, 30 years ago was give them a country club for a day. You put a high end, give them a, a country club experience, but you're paying a daily fee, 75 bucks instead of 30 grand initiation fee and $300 dues. And that's what killed the private club business. Well, like Zabin said, it swung back. You know, nobody wants to play the daily fees anymore. They want a more prestigious experience, the golf course conditions and the service levels of a private club. So the, the high end is, is surviving. COVID certainly was a good thing for golf. Because people were stuck at home and you were outdoors, you could play golf. And golf is, is booming right now. And it struggled for a lot, a lot, a lot. Yep. How yeah. long will it last? Exit question. Oh, everything's cyclical, you know? Yep. You know it is. Forever. And Hatch, Hatch how, long, how long will this boom last? I say for the next two to three years. They'll get greedy Ronnie. and price it out. I just, I, I, I don't, it's going to last forever, I think. But Hatch, forever. is Lansdowne? Lansdowne. Lansdowne. Do we, big, we, yeah. What's and happening? Well, there's a lot of members, so a lot of people are leaving and coming to Lansdowne, which is blowing up the membership. But it's exactly what, uh, as I call him, Goodman said, that they want that experience. All right. He just got in his member guest. We'll hear about it on the other side. We're in the van. We're at Myrtle Beach. It is the 20th annual Knucklehead Golf Trip, the Malcolm McLeod. We're back with more of the Capital Golf Gang right after this. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants.
You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. We are down here at Myrtle Beach. It is myself, Ron Thomas, Jeff Sheehan, the founder of Renditions in Davidsonville, Maryland. 20 years old now. Go play it. Uh, it's at what? Uh, what website would it be? Renditions, Renditions Golf, Golf. com. That's it. Yep. Just look it up in the book. And uh, Brian Hatcher, the Cincinnati Bearcat, who's uh, getting into arguments with guys at the course about Cincinnati. Today, there was a guy who was talking smack about yes. college football, right? He was a Tennessee guy. Oh, God. I was like, really? <laughs> and then an Ohio State guy on the next and, uh, race. Exactly. <laughs> then Ohio State guy. It's always something, right? right. Okay. So we were, we were talking about member guests, and uh, they are so impacted now. It's hard for guys at their clubs to get in the member guest, which is the big tournament every year. You got in this year only because your wait list at Lansdowne rolls over. Correct. You were like at 60 last year. Correct. And you finally got in as the fourth alternate this year. Correct. So that's good. Yes. Yeah. So, and the, the wait list is actually this year, it's 120. For the wow. member guest? For the member guest, the wow. wait list. And we have Can you three, believe that? Three, three courses. Three courses. Three courses. Do they use all three courses? They use all three courses. Wow. Man. And I know a guy, Sheehan, uh, a golf professional who was asked to rig the lottery for a particular member. And he said, I will quit before I do that. I've got integrity. <laughs> and then the guy says, well, could you just let him buy extra slots to maybe have his, a better chance? And he goes, that's the same thing as rigging it. He's you like, know. I'm not going to look my other members in the eye and do that. And but that's, that's puts, what's crazy. And that puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the club to put on a top-shelf first-class event. No excuse not to because you can name your price. Right? Exactly right. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to play a quick nine. These are nine hypotheticals. We'll go around the horn on each question. Here we go. Hole number one. What thing are you not ashamed to play with? A club, a device, a piece of clothing, something that normally people would give you grief about, but you're like, you can tease me all you want. I love this thing. Ronnie? Two things. I use a new glove every time I play. Which people bust my oh, luxury balls about. Ball. I like no, that. I just have to. I'm That's tournament good. round, not normal round. Okay. But I use a six hybrid. I do not carry a six iron. I, six my iron start at seven. <laughs> How about that? Hatch, I knew. I start at seven iron. I have a five okay. hybrid, a six hybrid, a seven wood, a five wood, and okay. a driver. That's it. All I right. have one of the original. Nike, 22 degrees. <laughs> it's well known in this group as El Diablo. Because it's red. It's red. El Diablo, the red it's devil is what you call that hybrid. Sorry. And you hit it everywhere, right? I stole it from Lyle Jackson on this trip about 15 years ago. It's still in my bag. My wife loves it. I have to get it out of her bag to bring it on this trip. I did put a new grip on it for the trip, but the El Diablo okay. is here. And the yardage, yardage oh, range? Oh, I use it out of the bunkers. I mean, I use it everywhere. <laughs> I, I just got a new set of irons. The four iron, the five iron, the six iron still have the wrappers on them. <laughs> Why do you need those? <laughs> the wrappers, though. He's just a putter, too. El Diablo. Too. A, El, El Diablo. Diablo can putt. It can hit anywhere from 150 under. Patrick, go ahead. Give us one thing you're not ashamed to say. Yes, I got it, and I use it, and I like My it. My Callaway soccer, yellow soccer balls. Oh. Yeah. Why do you like those? I love them. Just because you can see them? Yep. They're highly visible. You That's know which right. one's yours. Exactly. It's the soccer And I don't ball. care. 
I uh, I love the visor ball marker clip. Oh, man. I am so sick of digging into my pocket, my double pocketed shorts. I got to get these things ripped out. Does anyone have any scissors? I got to <laughs> cut these double pockets out. But I mean, I'm fumbling for this. I'm sorry, I'm getting out of your way. Just boom, right off the friggin' visor. Just like they do on the LPGA. Like, like the LPGA tour, yeah, yeah, which he exactly. loves. <laughs> I got grief about Paula that. Paula Creamer. Oh yeah. All right, hole number two. If you had to pick a 50 mile radius in which to play golf the rest of your life and never leave. Anywhere in the world, what would that be? Oh you have to take God. into account weather. You have to take into account what kind of place it is to live. You've got to take into account the courses that might be available. You are tied to a 50-mile radius. Would it be in Florida? Would it be in the D.C. area where there's a lot of great legendary clubs? Well, there's not great. Would it be in Wisconsin where you've got a shorter season? M- Michigan. Would it be in Scotland, perhaps? I'm just going to force you. I mean, I already know where I'm going to spend my time. Pinehurst, where North I have Carolina. My home. Yeah, not Pinehurst. a bad spot right there. Uh, there's no reason to go anywhere else. Okay. Sheehan? Put me at the old course. There you go. We've been nice. there. We've been there. It's a great time. Yeah. Hatcher? Pebble Beach. Pebble oh, Beach. that's a good one. That is a Monterey good one. Yep. Spanish Bay, Bay. Yep. Cyprus. Yep. But you're surrendering half of your 50 mile yeah, circle. You can only to go the one ocean. way. That's so okay. They yeah. got enough courses <laughs> yeah, right, right there. I'm good. With go those three or four. That's a That's good right. answer, Hatch. I'd probably pick North Florida, somewhere around Orlando. How are you not saying Florida. Scottsdale? The reason, the area you always talk about for I years, talk. wanting to move to. I know. I know. Is it the anti-desert golf? You got well, it's, it's all. Zabe. It's all desert. I don't know, man. It's you know what. It's hard. To, it's expensive as hell, man. Go up is the west side of Florida. Hot. There's some great. Yeah, guys. that's where yeah. I am. Naples, St. Pete. Right. I, was where saying, are you I gotta Hatch? play Sarasota. Yeah, nice. Hole yeah. number three. Uh, quick night. Hole number three. The most dangerous thing on a golf course that most guys don't think about or are needlessly reckless about, where you could really get hurt. Golf carts. The way people drive golf carts. Falling out of a golf cart. Yeah, just you literally texting. fall out. You fall out of a golf cart onto your head. You can die. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's all it takes. That's the amount of trauma yeah. it takes. Yeah. Uh, Sheehan? Alligators. Oh, you took mine. <laughs> I was going to say alligators. <laughs> How many alligator deaths are there per year on a golf course? You don't see them up in this part of the world, but you go down south. That's okay. right. We were in Mexico. My wife and I were playing golf, and she said, oh, that's, look at that. That's a fake alligator. She walked over there, and that <laughs> fake alligator <laughs> took a beeline for it. I said, yeah. you want to mess with that alligator? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hatcher, what about you? Um, I'd say, like, being careful of when people are hitting behind you. Yes. Getting hit in the head Get, with a club. Right. One of our guys, Getter, got clocked yeah. in Florida and nearly bled out of his brain. He got a big yeah. scar. Yeah, big bad You're saying stuff. balls, too, getting hit ball, by balls. Yeah, oh, yeah, balls getting hit by balls. Yeah. Yeah. you got to watch the driving watch, range, yeah. too. The driving range, you just you don't pay attention. You walk yeah. right into a six yeah. iron. I would say licking your ball with your tongue yeah. because of the pesticides. Yep. I played with a guy once, like, that's how Curtis Strange's daddy died. There was that rumor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't I'm know not licking anything. I heard it was Lanny Watkins, so it's <laughs> whole <be> Hole <laughs> number four, biggest jerk in golf. Hatch said a guy he met recently at Oklahoma was a big jerk. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell you the story. So I have a buddy that I played uh, college football with. He lives in Oklahoma. And actually right now he, he, he's working the PGA championship. So he took me to Oak Tree National so he knows some people there. We went there. He saw Scott for Plank on the driving range. He's like, oh, I'm going to go over there and say hey to him. So he goes over and says hey to him. And then I see this, like I stayed away, I see this weird look on his face. Scott for Plank said to him, do I F with you while you're at work? 
Yeah. <laughs> and meant it, huh? And meant it, oh, yes. Oh, God's sake. And Verplank still working? No. <laughs> no, exactly. No, exactly. He's out there slapping balls. Yeah. Right. Biggest, biggest yeah. jerk in golf, Sheehan. Well, Hogan was back in the day. He, he really was. He wouldn't let you on the same practice tee that he was on. Yeah. yeah. But Phil's not scoring a whole lot of points these days either, is he? <laughs> so, Ronnie, biggest jerk in golf. Uh, the guy's working the bag drop today at the court. He's still on that man. Unbelievable. So uh, that's coming from the next club, bag boy. Put your, yeah, <laughs> put your clubs here, they told us. I put them there, and then I went over and tried to get some out. Don't touch your clubs. We're in charge of your clubs now. I said, these are my clubs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And then I tried to put them on. Oh anyway. Uh, and, and the pro said, we're sending you guys out early. And you said, quote, I said, I'm on vacation, and I'm on my time. I'm going to make my tea time, but I'm going to warm up first. After he tried to charge me $7 for a bag, a bag of, balls. of balls after I paid 115 for <laughs> to the play that time. course right to play it and he had uh, a token yeah <laughs> uh, but I, that, that that was crazy to me like we don't uh, to say you're going out early I'm sorry everyone plans up to the minute like I got five minutes to eat I got five minutes to go to the bathroom I got five minutes to warm up and they're consciously aware of exactly their tea time you don't show up at the course and go I got tea off 15 nope. minutes late why don't you readjust everything? And you put your foot down, and, and it Why changes. Why do courses say go out early? Uh, my answer to your question, seriously, though, is Tiger Woods, I think, might have been, but I think he's one of the coolest guys now Well, he's, in he's golf. figured he's it humbled. out. He has. He's figured he's it out. I think, it's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I, think I hear so Weisskopf was the biggest jerk ever. Oh, that's, that's possible. And Hale Irwin wasn't far behind. He knows but you know, and, and, and you he, know what? I heard Curtis, Curtis Strange was a real big prick, but in a way, I kind of respect him. Two opens in a row. When they were begging for golf rounds, they didn't treat you like that at the backdrop, did they? No. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> good weird. point. All right, hole number five. If they had not put a length limit on drivers or a head size limit on the CCs, where would we be right now? I'm, you know what? I'm going to defer to Jeff because he has a lot of opinions about equipment today. I'm not a big equipment guy, but I, I was fit for a, a new driver for this trip. I got on I got on track, man, believe it or not, for the first time. What was the it, swing speed? Well, 82? <laughs> Why do you got to be that way? Come on, <laughs> good man. I used to tell people for years and years and years, it's not the arrow, it's the Indian. Okay. I'm hoping God. them arrows are a whole lot better <laughs> than <laughs> No, you said to me after track man you said well you said yeah. they're making pretty good arrows now they are they're making better arrows I mean, you still can't you still can't fix a bad golf swing jeff <laughs> it's, it's remarkable jeff what happened and what what kind of golf was played with that little persimmon yeah. head look at the scores they shot the ball they had the clubs they had the conditions of the courses they had you look at the scores in the major championships they're not a whole lot different than what they are today there's just more guys doing amen. it amen Amen. The hole's the same size, the ball's the same size. So would the driver be 600 cc's? Not 460, which is the current limit. So what do they do? They they drive all the par fours and the, no, but would it be bigger? And would guys be driving longer shafts? Would they learn or well, have we already have we already years. reached our limit? Basically, they've come back to the 43, 43 and a half inch driver. You don't see these. It's not 45, not 46. Yeah, no, they went, they went down. Mickelson they went had down. a Mickelson had a long shaft for a long Jeff, time. Jeff, is the ball too hot? The driver too hot. What is it? All the above. Okay. So they've tried to, you know, pull it back. And USJ's put sanctions on how 
much ball spin and speed and all that. And I'm not into all that. How big would the driver be if there's no limits right now? Would it be huge? I don't know. I don't think it. Okay. I think it'd be around. It's the same big size. enough as they it would, is. They, right? It would, the, the sweet spot. The ball still would the same go size. right. I think that they would. The the driver would make the ball go farther if she they. She and you're wrong about that. The sweet spot is bigger. Wow. It's all sweet spot. That's the point but, of the bigger driver. The the ball here's what I think the about. Sweet, the sweetest spot is still. Give me the old persimmon wood. Yes. Get in the toe, it hooks back. Yeah. 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 Tour tour a you want it, we'll get it to you. They're going to help but you. But here's what I One think. It's, 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 like with, it's like with anything, right? People are getting bigger. They're getting stronger. Yeah. And, and technology combined with bigger, faster, stronger people. I mean, okay. of course you're going to hit the ball farther when you got guys. Look at Jack Nicholas. What is he, 5'9"? And he, and you got DJ 5, 10, six yeah. six four. You're right. I, what's, what's you interesting know, these guys are bigger and stronger. You're right. Yeah. It's it's the technology, the numbers. It's all about numbers now. It's it's money ball and golf. I mean, back in the day, we hit the ball. If it sliced, your club face was open. If it hooked, your club face was closed. And and you looked at your divot and you figured out what your swing path was. Now it's a science. And these guys are all dialed in. They're coming out of college. They're come. They're junior golf. These guys are dialed in, and they're just bombing it because they're. They know what to work on, what physically to work on, how to get your body in shape. Yeah. And, and well, it's, the state of the art is better. Yeah. It's true in every other sport. What do you think? You right. think the club would the have club been would, No, the club would be 550 you really, It looks so stupid. Look Come at on. Tennis, it look like at a tennis, clown club. It would be it. bigger if they didn't put the limit on it. I don't yeah. know about the length of the driver, but it would be huge right now. I'm glad they put the limit on it because it's really already ridiculous. Hole number six. There's a great guy that's on your golf trip that pays for everything. Fun to be around but he's unreliable. He kind of taps out when he's playing badly. Do you keep that guy on your trip? I'm Great sitting next guy. to one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hatch can grind. He had yeah, one yeah. unfortunate don't tap out, rain. but otherwise, yeah. don't otherwise don't he rain. grinds. We already have reservations at the Waffle House. That's right. <laughs> hey, if it rains or it's under 50... So what do you guys? What, Ronnie, what there. do you think? Do you keep a great guy on the trip who's unreliable, but he's fun to be around, or is know. an unreliable? Because I think as an organizer, an unreliable guy is a cancer. Well, yes. has to be excised. Yeah, you have to post. You got to make your tea time. You I don't care how post. bad the night before was. You exactly. Make yeah. Post at all odds. Right. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I, unreliable is not good. Okay. Hole number seven. Dead guy protocol on golf trips. I've been talking about this for a while as we get older. <laughs> Shouldn't we have somebody drawn from a hat, Sheehan, designated as the notifier of next of kin if somebody dies on this trip? It's going to happen one of these days. It is. Right. Enough golf trips into the future. I'm 63. I'm a candidate. No. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a candidate. You're second no. favorite. Okay. You're not a candidate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, uh, what do you think, Ron? Uh, Ronnie? I don't know. It's such a, it's a macabre thing to think yeah, about. It really is. Uh, if you were to pass away, someone's got to call Leanne. Yeah. If I were to pass away, someone's got to call Dina. We got to. You can't. I'm we thinking. can't. We can't settle this after the fact because nobody would want to pick up the phone well, and be like, what? "You call? No, you, you know call. What? No, I don't, you call. We need to have this pre-determined well, call." Just, you I don't want it to be Hatch calling my wife because he'll end up with her. That's <laughs> the problem. He'll be like, "By the way, baby, <laughs> hey, Ron, Ron, Ron's dead. Ron's he said, hey, "Well, what's up? What are you up to?" <laughs> <laughs> Winston's got a new daddy. (laughs) If anyone has a protocol on their trip, let me know. Actually, I do want you with her if something happens to me. (laughs) I'm nice. I know you are. Hole number eight, quick nine. What is is something in golf that you wish you had invented? You're like, God, I wish I had invented that. Or maybe you had something that was similar. 
uh, well, for a while during COVID, I was thinking, dang, that that little hook thing on the that they had. <laughs> yeah, that I, was so I thought stupid. that was so stupid. I thought oh I was going to take off. Uh, something I wish Soft I had invented. Spikes, laser range finder. How about uh, laser range finder? And I still think. How about that these shirts nowadays that are wonderful microfiber shirts that don't Kevin need to be Plank. ironed? I think Kevin Plank. That, okay. I still think there, there's one thing that I do would I, that I would like to invent is you've got a range finder, and I've told you this, and the range finder can take pictures too. Well, I so you've got I a use the range finder. You can push a button and you can snap a shot, so you don't have to keep getting your phone out and this and that take to take a neat phone? picture. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ball retriever. Yeah, <laughs> you that's your answer. <laughs> that's your answer. Little twenty foot telescope. She's in with a ball retriever. All right, finally, hole number nine, last one here. What would be the better superpower if you could have it in golf? Hit every green from a hundred and fifty in. Make every six footer an in, or drive the ball three hundred yards every single time. Mine's easy. That's putting. I, and if you can make every six-footer and in, your goal. Remember the year Tiger didn't miss a putt nope. yep. inside five feet? Literally like 100 out of 103. Yeah, you got to get the ball in the hole. I don't care how far you hit it. You got to hit it straight, 300 plus. Yep. But you got to get it in the hole. Okay. Hatcher? Can, I'll do the 150. Okay, because you'd be on the green. Because I can two-putt. As long as you hit your drive, part of beat nobody, though. Part doesn't beat anybody anymore. It depends on who I'm playing. If it's you, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I get shots. <laughs> I'm a 12 now. You're a 7. <laughs> Love I, getting shots. Dave, what's your answer? <laughs> uh, my answer would be six footers because it radiates out from the hole. Right. Every chip becomes a lot easier. Every lag putt becomes a lot easier. You can run every birdie putt from 20 feet comfortably by. Uh, but hitting the green from 150 in every time would be pretty money. But the old yeah. saying, you but you got to get it inside 150. Yeah, drive for show, putt for dough. That doesn't hold true anymore. No, it's all about how far you hit it. All right, final segment. I'm going to leave it open, Ronnie. Okay. So think of what you want to talk about for five more minutes. We'll wrap it up here. Capital Golf Gang live from the Mobile Strike Studio in Myrtle Beach, North South Carolina. For the Malcolm McLeod 20th anniversary. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour. Until they found out, you have to take the blame for everything. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, Airborne. All right, Airborne's a good thought, isn't it, Sheehan, for this week? Yep. If you can get it Airborne, we are in business. Myself, Ron Thomas, Jeff Sheehan, uh, former uh, founder, owner, operator of Renditions in Maryland. Uh, Brian Hatcher, the former Bearcat wideout, longtime golf buddy. In the van, final segment here, Capital Golf Gang. Ronnie, you have the floor. We don't, yeah, I don't get a, to spend a lot of time with Jeff and Hatch. You and I spend a little bit of time together. But, Jeff and Hatch, I want to get your opinions. The new thing with golf courses now is just taking down all the trees. Just And, Zabe, I want you to finish up by talking about congressional. Sure. What do you think of this, Jeff and Hatch? Well, I don't, I'm not sure that's so much the trend. A lot of these golf courses are being built on desert sites and <clears throat> out in the sand dunes. A lot of them are bringing them back. Look at Oakmont. They brought back all the trees they took out over what? the years. Yeah, ask Brower. Oakmont yeah. is bringing back what trees. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? 
They're one of our, they're one of our, one of our guys on the trip is a member at Oakmont. So uh, they're bringing back trees. What do you? Th- ha- I mean, Get out Jeff, here. they're clearing out trees. You wouldn't even recognize Congressional, and Zabe's going to talk about it yep. in a second. What do you think? You're an old style Crofton Country Club Parkland style golf course. So you're going to get to a point where the trees overtake the golf course, okay. right? So you got to the, the angles and the lines are, are going to drastically change. I mean, yeah. agronomy. I, I grew up at Crofton. You could blow it over the corner at one. Now you can't do that. No, anymore. you can't. You got right. to do different things, and maybe that's what's driving it. I, I don't know, Ron. I really don't. Have Hatch? That. Are they? What are they? Anything out at Lansdowne? Yeah, they're taking down some trees at Lansdowne. How does that make you feel? I mean, it's certain trees I'm fine with because they were just in places where just made the whole kind of ridiculous. So I'm okay with if, if they take certain trees down based on the the form of the of the hole. Like if you have a tree I'm not a big fan of putting trees, trees in, the, in middle the middle of the fairway. Like, well, so, today, like of course, today. course today we oh had my. about six How holes. about seventeen? Right. The T on seventeen. You couldn't stupid. even you see that see beautiful par three. Right. The tree was it's right the in, middle. in the middle. Yeah, so things you, like so that. So you're okay with uh, uh Minimal, but pro- but adequate or proper, what needs to be done. Right. A, Talk about a, congressional. Well, okay, before you congressional, there's a lot of trees on courses like at Lansdowne that are really like trash trees. Yep. They're trees in the perimeter of the property that fall down due to storms, and they don't even remove them because it costs a ton of money and labor to cut them up and remove them all. They don't even have the time or money to do okay. all that. And it makes a course look bad, which right. is unfortunate, you know, yep. but there's a lot of areas they can't do that. Um, congressional took down, I think, too many trees, my personal opinion. They took down about 80%. I wish they had taken down about 50%, you and I think it would have been absolutely lovely. Yeah. Jeff, you can so, see the clubhouse from wow. everywhere on the property. Yeah, but, you know, it's their club, and they had their own plans for it. So, they're, you know, I, I'm a fan of trees, but I understand how relentless they are. I've got a, cher- a, a, a cherry tree in the backyard of my house that is really so big now. I told my wife, I said, we've got to take it out. And she's like, no. And I'm like, it's touching the house. The branches are now doing this. It's touching the sides yeah. of the house. I'm like, it's yeah. too big. Yeah. Because well, that's what 20 years does. The old Donald Ross course that I did a little bit of time in Indianapolis. Ronnie, you're very familiar The Broadmoor. With the Broadmoor. Great golf course. Donald Ross Classic. Had the trees that were overgrown. You can't play the course the way it was designed. You, it, well, a perfect example is Hilton Head, right? Harbortown. Yeah. yeah. That's a golf course you, you can hit – Fairway, but you better be on the proper side of the fairway. Oh, right? Tightest because, course I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's crazy. You have to hit shots. Yeah. Well, you I mean, but sprayed everywhere. The reason they take them out, Ron, is because they compete for resources. They cause turf damage because of the shade, which is hell on courses. They don't grow grass under them. Yep. The root damage, it tears up the cart paths, right, Sheehan? Yeah, yeah. sure. Those roots are relentless. Yep. They fall down. Every time a storm comes through and a tree falls down, boom, your course just lost $5,000, right? Minimum. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then you got you can cut them down. Then you got to get rid of the stump. Right? I mean, it's a process. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. All right, <laughs> Steve. I know we're but limited I love, on time, but I love Parkland. I, I have, I do too. I have a question for Hatch, and I love that you're in here with us right now. Hatch, Tiger was going to grow the game. The African American population was going to be playing a lot of golf. We have two African American head or pros on tour. Really, we have Harold Tiger Varner and, and Tiger. What are your thoughts about what needs to happen to get brothers and sisters out on the golf course? Grassroots. You got to catch them early. Okay. And then you have to foster that type of environment with some kind of stipend because they can't afford to right. keep going through. I mean, the first tee is great, but the first tee is going to only take you so far, right? Right. If you want to grow a golfer starting him at the first tee, then you're going to have to support him through the whole process because he's going to have to get an expensive coach. If, he, if, if one of those kids shows any type of talent, then he's going to have to move to a different level and get 
the coaches that are expensive and play at expensive places and be able to pay for these tournaments to get in these tournaments. That's the only way you're going to do it. You know, it's the same thing with uh, if you saw the movie The Venus and uh, Serena yes, Williams movie. Yes, great movie. Great movie. The dad could only take her. He knew it. He said, I can yeah. only take him so far. And then what did he do? He went out there and just kept hounding these coaches and got their ki- and got the kids into these special programs. Well, and then from there, they took off. You have to be a talented enough at golf, but not talented enough at, say, baseball or football or basketball right. to get drawn away from that. And that's whether you're black or you're white because, you know, you look at a guy like Brooks Kepka, he wanted to be a baseball player. Couldn't quite make it. Now he's settled for golf. I, Bruh. I feel strongly. Do you play that, golf, bruh? Right. I feel strongly the tour does. We need more African Americans out there. There are a lot of black men and women that are playing the game right now. But I, I, and there are a lot of young players. I mean, I think it's great what uh, Steph Curry's doing with the Howard University, University. supporting that for yeah. many years. Tennessee State made it to, out of the region. There you go. There you go. How about, J, to, how about yeah. J.R. Smith back in college again? Right. At, 38 years old or whatever? North Carolina Central. Yeah. And uh, and the tour's doing some neat things. Like at Avenel, they let uh, – or they didn't let, but they invited one of the HBC uh, players to come out and play in the event. I forget where he went to school, maybe Norfolk State or something like that. The, the, the old and tired image. The image of the game The image of the game as for tired old white men is just not correct. No. Because no. there, uh, there are younger – Athletic guys like Steph Curry, NBA players, and uh, Andre Iguodala is a great player. Um, and you mentioned uh, J.R. Smith. Is a good player. Mahomes is great. Uh, there was a story in Golf Digest about like a rapper who, pretty hardcore rapper, you wouldn't think in a million years he'd be into golf. He got into golf. He was in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He's really good, and he talks about the game and all it did for him to calm himself down and to center him. Yep. And it's great. That's what the game can yep. do, man. And Tiger did right. that. Tiger made golf cool. You know, right, you know, yeah. But golf is hard. Yes, hatch hit it right on the head. It's expensive to play. Equipment's expensive. Access to the courses are expensive. It can be. Yes, but you can play a muni for a reasonable amount true. of money. You can get secondhand clubs for basically nothing. But that's only going to get you so far. You've got to. Yeah, I know. Go so far on your own. But you can at least ability. play yeah, those. Yeah, my well, in, in closing, I want to say on this topic: if you go to the Maryland State Golf Association website, go to the MSGA and look up donate, and they have programs. And the main program they have right now is called Youth on Course. And if you go there, you can donate. You there's not a donation you can make that but that can be more impactful for donate underprivileged clubs. youth. Bags, money, and I'll tell you what happens. Money, okay. It allows all of these kids to play golf for $5 at oh. Mount Pleasant up in Baltimore, at uh, Eisenhower, at all these different courses, $5. And the MSGA supports it just through their donations. So go to the Maryland State Golf Association. If you want to make a difference, look for Youth on Course and donate some money, and that affords these kids the opportunity for $5 rounds of golf. That's great. Yep. Boys, this, this has been fun. the best part of the trip. And we have yet to even hit a ball that counts. Still right. even par. Still <laughs> we, did. we did today. I won $110. Oh, very How nice. How many skins did you get today? Let's, two, well, let's two go and have a few cocktails with that $110. Right. No, we're going winning. somewhere else for the $110. That <laughs> last about six songs. Right. That's all what? I need. Did I say that? Okay. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> boys, thanks for coming uh, in the van. Do you stuff. like the van? Good oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's nice. it's great. Let's drive the van everybody. around the country, you know? Right. Just do podcasts across America. I just love Let's this. go visit Sheehan in Houston. I'm so Come happy. To, is there a 
more wonderful human the beings. Best. We had fun. We're going to have a good time this weekend. That's right, good man. All right, guys. All right, boys. Very good. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at Yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at Yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So, yeah, thanks for the shirts.